0: It's sipping time oh yes, it's sipping time again. Hello, and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing as always, we are the best thing on at two a m This is a one hour show that does its best to try to be entertaining for some minute, very tiny fraction portion of that time frame. uh We have no evidence that, in fact, we are succeeding in this mission, but um you know, we have no direct evidence we actually landed on the moon either. So I'm just going to take it as a fact that somebody finds this uh, horrible 52 minutes actually fun. So this is Maidman Bob, and joining me today are Maidman Maury.
1: Good morning, Bob. I love the Spanish theme to the basement. Isn't it nice? It is nice. It's
0: still damp, but it's, it's, but it's, it's like being in Spain.
1: It's delightful.
0: <laughs> and good Al gal, Denise.
2: Good morning, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure to be here.
0: Gentlemen, somebody come in. <laughs>
2: well, we do have uh, we do have a new gentleman at the table today. Oh, that's
0: true. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't proven otherwise yet. So, exactly. Okay.
2: <laughs> I got and, a very European hello. So, and good old boy Wayne.
3: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me here. Nice way to start off your
0: morning. Yeah, it doesn't stink. Doesn't. I love my job. <laughs> it's so much better than my regular day job. Well, Maury and myself are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in eight states, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check them out on Facebook at the Bourbon Mafia. And our show is also sponsored in part by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, you can check them out at FTLWS.com. And our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and pretty much anything else you can drink. And today's show, we're going to be discussing some lovely wines from Spain, from Bodega Slán. None of you knew Mori could play the guitar, did you? No. Wow. I'm so impressed. Talented. Don't talk. Just keep playing. It's like Charo. I swear. He's like multi-talented. <laughs> Why wow. do you seem so surprised by that? I thought, I, I knew there was only one thing you were good at. I didn't know there was two. So, <laughs> God, there was no shaking. <laughs> oh, dear God, Please. No coochie coochie for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's a list of the wines that we're going to be tasting today. We have from Lan, we have the Lan Crianza. We have the Rioja Reserva uh, 2012. We have the Rioja Grand Reserva. I think it's a 2010. I have to look. We have the Vina Lanciano Rioja Reserva 2012. And we have the Lan Coleman Reserva 2010. So we're going to have Denise... Tell us all about our
1: signature sounds. Oh, perfect. Well, and the SIPS ratings, of course.
2: Yeah. The ratings, the sounds, something. Anyway, we'll Anything. be tasting and discussing these wines and rating them with these SIPS ratings. Plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now.
0: Well, I'm playing the sounds, so they're much more important Correct. than the ratings. I'm just pointing that okay. out.
1: Okay.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. One
1: sip. One sip.
2: Well, I guess you can't pause because he just interjects just like that. Yeah, well, I thought you were going to be Justin. Yeah. Okay. One sip. Mm, give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth.
3: water. bring water. Bring <laughs> water. Water.
2: water. Very nice. Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm, interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this a secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five sips. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good.
0: The sound Maury's never heard. Except on the show. I'm just saying. I'll have what she's yes. having. In the deli. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Denise. So we're going to have Maury tell us a little bit about uh, Rioja and about
1: Bodegas Lan. I got a quite a bit to tell you. It's not going to be little. Uh, trust me. Rioja, That's not what I heard. Rioja <laughs> is a Spanish just wine it. region defined by the Denominación de Origen Calificada, Ooh, or well, D-O-C-A. Yeah. There are three growing grape-growing provinces in Rioja, La Rioja, Navarre, and the Basque province of Álava. Rioja is further subdivided into three zones, Rioja Alta, Rioja Oriental, and Rioja Alavesa. Aging of the wine is done in 225-liter oak barrels for a period from one to three years, with further aging in the bottle from six months to upwards of six years. There are three classifications of Rioja, which are based on the time of the aging of the wine, Crianza, Reserva, and Gran Reserva. The grape varieties used in Rioja are set by the DOCA. For red varieties, they consist of Tempranillo, garnasha Tinta, Mazuelo, Graciano, and Maturana Tinta. And for white varieties, Viura, Malvasia, and garnasha Bianca. Blanca, Blanca, Blanca. Did I say Bianca? Yeah, you did. I had Bianca on the brain. Yeah, thank she you she was lovely? Yeah, yeah I know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Mick got rid of her though. So, yeah.
1: Bodegas lawn was founded in 1972. It is named after the initials of the three provinces in the DOCA: Logroño, known as La Rioja, Alava, and Navarra. Wow, man, he's getting the big words. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. They he's are not grapes from those R's, independent though. growers no. and from their own vineyard in vina laziano this vineyard is 178 acres sheltered by the cantabria mountain range and contained within a natural loop in the ebro river just inside the border of rioja alta and rioja Alavesa. The soil is a stony soil of pebbles, gravel, and sand, rich in carbonates and with good drainage. This combination forces the vines to dig their roots deep into the soil for nutrients. The vines grow on lightly sloping terrain at an average altitude of 1,300 feet with a northwest-southwest inclination affording the vines optimal sun exposure. The old vines are between 40 and 60 years of age and the varieties include Tempranillo, Mazuelo, Graciano, and Garnacha. The independent growers are paid bonuses based on the quality rather than the quantity of the grapes harvested. Lan follows sustainable vinicultural practices in their vineyards to maximize quality grapes and balance production, never using any chemical fertilizers and only using organic solutions as needed. They also don't use any herbicides or pesticides. Their Barrel Cellar, which contains nearly 20,000 barrels, is equipped with a cooling system that permits temperatures under 59 degrees Fahrenheit and a humidity above 85 percent, avoiding any oxidation and loss of aromas. For their Cooperage, they use barrels made from American, French, and Russian oak with varying levels of toast. They also use hybrid oak barrels with American staves and French oak tops and bottoms. A practice pioneered by Lon and they are currently experimenting with a Spanish oak called Roble Per perenezo, I'll give you that one because I, I can't pronounce it that. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Anybody? Perenes,
0: Somebody. Perencio. We live in pereneco. South Florida. Half the people we know speak Spanish. Perene- but I, these are words I've never seen. So, yeah. I don't know. So
1: anyway, there you have it.
0: All right. Well thanks a lot boy he tried. He tried. He did. golf clap. I think that was very good. Golf clown. Very well done. I'll take a bow. All right. Well, let's get to some tasting here. And uh, what do you think, Mr. Wick? Anything for the end of the night? Something big, bold. Thank you, Mr. Wick. Okay. So (laughs) the first wine that we've got here, we've got the uh, Lan Crianza. Uh, This is from 2015. Uh, It's produced from 95% Tempranillo, 3% Manzuela, and the vineyards and the vines are between uh, 10 and 20 years of age. This expression is aged for 14 months in hybrid barrels, uh, American French oak, followed by 9 months of bottle aging before it's released. So, let me grab this and see if I can do it without taking the giant wine glass and knocking the microphone, which is going to be a revolving theme with this show. Hmm. Well, it's got a beautiful color on it. It's uh, what the vintner would basically call a cherry red. I think they're not far off on that. Um, The nose, I'm definitely getting some ripe fruit, red fruits. Um, Getting some raspberry on that, a little bit of cranberry. Definitely a sweet, almost macerated fruit on the palate. Just a slight bit of dryness, a little bit of tannin on the back. Hmm. Overall, uh, a a very nice crayonzo. Very well put together. Um, I mean, I can't find any flaws with it. What do you think, Maury?
1: I agree, Bob. I think it, I think it's a very nicely made wine. Uh, it's a little young. It did take a few minutes to open up in the glass. Uh, we did uh, let these aerate a little bit, and I think that's made quite a difference. Um, it's definitely the lightest of the bunch today. Uh, I definitely would agree with the, the red fruits. Definitely uh, mostly cherry and raspberry sort of dominated the palate. Um, some dry tannins, uh, but uh, overall, very nice, uh, very nice effort. I don't know if I'm imagining it, but I
0: think I'm picking up the French oak. You know, it's it's the same character you get on French oak heads in a whiskey barrel. It's just sort of that uh you're imagining a a character. So
3: what would you enjoy that with, Bob? Something a little bit lighter in texture for food or
0: heavier? i, th- I think about chicken and fish. I think I'm, yeah. I'm going yeah.
3: with that. Maybe not steak, but
0: Yeah. Before. No, I mean it's yeah, it's definitely yeah. for you know, for the beginning of a meal or for a lighter course. It's it's not the thing that I would grab if I'm having a big steak. But uh well done. We'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we're discussing some lovely Roja wines from Bodegas Bodegaslan. And we're still talking about the 2015 Crianza. What did you think, Denise?
2: I like this wine, actually. Um, when I first tried it, it actually uh, was a little sweeter on the nose, more strawberry, I guess. Um, but now that it's had an opportunity to sit in the glass, to be honest, I get more um, so deeper fruits, even maybe stewed fruit for mm-hmm. me. Maybe. Yeah, that's me. it's yeah, it's, it's right?
0: Yeah, it's it's like a pile of stewed red fruit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, they had a description with it being silky and structured on the palate. Um, I wouldn't describe it as silky. I, I get the tannins. It's, you mm. know, a little drier and and not as structured. But overall, I, it's nice. Definitely drinkable. Yeah, I get,
0: that, I get the tannin on the very front of yep, the palate. absolutely. Back Tip of the, of the tongue. But that's what I expect from a Creonzo. I mean, it's, you know. Well
3: done. What do you think, Wayne? At first, um, even though we had opened them and aerated them, I thought it was a little tight. It was mm. a little, maybe astringent. But now that we've tasted it again and we've gone through the rest of the wines, going back to this one, I think it's a fun wine, as you had mentioned, for the beginning of the meal. And I think it is nicely structured and I think probably a value
0: to someone that's yeah. enjoying and maybe wanting to try out some, some Rioja wines for the first time. That's the thing I always loved about Riaz, is they're always, you know, in general, a pretty good value. I mean, 20, 25 years ago, they were steel, but uh, still, wines coming in from Spain, uh, even today, generally seem to be, you know, for the money to me. I, I seem to be able to find, you know, a lot better quality for the dollar than a lot of other regions. Especially considering, you know, it's you know it's coming all the way from Spain as opposed to you know something here from America that costs two to three times as much. So I've always been a big fan of, of Spanish wine. So,
1: but I agree with Wayne. I would say that um, anything you might pair a Pinot Noir with um, yeah. would would work equally yeah, well this with be, this crianzas. Yeah, this, so.
0: this would be exactly that. I think he's, I think you're dead on. I think it's a swap. What I'm really impressed with with all the
3: wines here today and and for general for the Spanish wine section is the the quality and the texture of it. I remember having wines 25, 20 years yep. ago, as you said, they were a little bit more rusty looking, a yep. little bit more raw looking. And I yep. think maybe they were sending the Americans their stuff that they didn't like so much, but the mm. quality has really, really risen. Yeah, And, and, and I think and, and I mean, Look at the color of these is amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, even the way that they made them and the way that they sold them 25 years ago, they'd, you know, they'd make them and then they'd rest them in the bottle five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years or more before they'd even release them. So, I mean, it was not uncommon to go in and find a, a 10 or a 15 or an 18-year-old wine sitting on the shelf for a very reasonable price. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's they've changed that because the palates have changed or they've just changed that because economics but you know it's that that was just the old way of doing it and i think you're right i think we weren't getting the quality you'd get a great one and then you get one like you said it had that sort of uh more of a rusty color to it it was i'm sure it was drinkable and it got you where you needed to go but it just wasn't the quality of the one you'd had the last time so but good stuff so we're going to be uh giving the crianza 2015 three sips
2: interesting
0: so we're going to have denise uh tell us about our next one
2: Okay, so the next one is the Lawn Rioja Reserva. It's uh, 2012. And this wine is produced from 92% Tempranillo and 8% Graziano in select vineyards of the Rioja Alta and Alavesa subzones with an average age of 20 to 25 years. It is aged for 16 months in mixed oak barrels, that's American and French, followed by an additional 24 months of bottle conditioning. So, well... The color, like so many on the table today, is a beautiful, deep, dark, red, a garnet color, and those are all so very pretty. On the nose for me, I definitely got uh, the deep, dark red fruits, and I got some earthiness and some spices, and that was really pleasant. And that was after a little while when it had a little time to open up. On the palette, I thought it had a really nice mouthfeel. However, it was not as fruity as I had expected it to be um, with that nose, Uh, but it was very pleasant, and I actually particularly like the finish because, for me, the finish was um, a little spicy and a little peppery,
1: Mm.
2: and uh, I like that in in so many things, and, and... wine is one of them as well
1: i would agree with you denise i really thought it reminded me a little bit of an american zinfandel with that spicy finish yeah um i think this one's definitely more earthy on the palate than the crianza um it's definitely got more earth tones and and, and less fruit on the palate although the palate you're right is is in contrast to the nose um, but definitely more body more depth now you're now you're talking about uh, a wine that could go better with uh, a little bit of a heartier meal perhaps uh or steak or stew even hamburger uh, or hamburger. hamburger oh yeah uh, uh, nice
0: greasy hamburger uh-huh. yeah
1: but uh, but I, I like this wine
3: quite a lot. What'd you think, Wayne? I thought the wine was fantastic, and we're drinking them in a nice order. From we're going a little bit lighter to fuller body. I picked up a little vanilla mm. in there, and I think the vanilla is probably coming from the mixture of the um, the oak regiment on sure. that because that's a very important thing for the oh, wine. But maker. I was
0: just imagining it.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was there yes we didn't drop any vanilla drops in the in nope. the wine beforehand but um a nice well rounded and easy easy drinking and a step up from the crayons yeah there. a little more tannin,
1: and a little more structure mm-hmm. sure yeah
0: more body much more uh full more thick more texture more meaty to it yeah. nice right. mouth feel yeah got yep. a great mouth feel um it's got more of the spice in the back end which is something that that the old Riojas used to have like huge tons of pepper back Mm. in the day. I mean, that's, that's sort of toned down these days, I think. Um, but this is more of that pepper that I, that I used to crave back in law school when I was, you know, drinking Spanish wine, like a fiend, trying to keep my sanity. Um, yeah, extremely well made. And again, I think all of these are really the errors, you know, they're really opening up from when we first, uh, opened them. And, uh, I think they're definitely uh, improving even more than when we first started tasting them. So. Yeah,
1: and I would I would say patience. With these uh, first couple ones, especially the younger ones, patience yeah. is a virtue. Um, we let these open about 90 minutes now, and we aerated and ran them through the Venturi. Mm. And I think it's really in the last half an hour that they've become much more approachable than, say, the first, uh, right after we first poured them. Yeah. Definitely.
3: And take note that you need to remember what the Rioja crianza, or crianza Rioja Grand Reserva means. It's it's not a level as we are used to in America of a uh, reserva, but it's an aging process. Mm. So it's aging a long time in the barrel and then bottled and then aged a long time again before it's released to the public. So it's got a different depth
0: and breadth mm. to it. I think. Great point. Yep.
2: yep. We are moving in the right direction.
0: But a lovely wine, and we're going to be giving, uh, we're going to be giving, what year was this? We're going to be giving it a rating. The we're Reserva gonna give it rating. <laughs> 2012. We're going to be rating this one at three sips.
3: Interesting.
0: Interesting. All right, so we're going to be going to our next wine, and we're going to have Wayne tell us about that one. Well, the next wine, we were going to check
3: and see what the vintage was on that, and we still haven't. So, I'm going to just talk about land, uh, Rioja Gran Reserva, produced from 90% Tempranillo. And from select vineyards of the Rioja Alta area, Um, it's uh, 10%, well, I said 90% Tempranera and 10% Mazzolo. And um, from the Vina Lancasto Estate, it is aged for 24 months in American and French oak barrels, 24 months that is, followed by an additional aging of 36 months of bottle conditioning. So 24 plus 36 is a very long time. Mm -hmm. Probably the price goes up with a little bit of this one, I'm thinking. Color I'm looking at is a little garnet with ruby hues. I think it's a pretty color. We call it a CSB, which is a can't see bottom. So I like seeing, not being able to see my fingers through that. The nose is ripe, um, fruity, spicy, a little vanilla again, both Mm -hmm. on the nose, cardamom. um, little anise almost, if you will. I have to smell it one more time. Mm-hmm. No,
1: I would agree with you, Wayne. I, I definitely pick up a little of that licorice, anise. I, the, the anise is fantastic
3: with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, we're not dropping any licorice in there, but that comes from the the barrel aging in the terroir. Um, on the palate, it's nice. It's got a, a nice full-bodied, a little bit in the middle. We, I'm missing it a little bit in the middle of the palate. So we've got a lot going on in the front of the mouth and then it misses the middle of my tongue and then it finishes off with the, with a nice splash at the end. So all around, I think it's a, it's a nice wine.
0: What'd you think, Bob? Ah, I thought it was a lovely wine. Um, again, as Wayne said, it's, you know, this has got a significant amount of aging on it before it gets released. Um, you know, you're basically getting, you're getting uh, three years in the bottle and two years in the oak. Um, I definitely get a little bit of the spice on it. I definitely still pick up that vanilla from the French oak. Um, I definitely pick up the licorice. I get a little bit of the uh I get a little bit of the, sort of the old leather. Um
2: I got some of that as well, Bob. Some of the leather.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know, like old, worn.
2: hmm But I got I got some sweet floral notes on the nose. I don't know.
0: I yeah, in the get tip, just in the tip yeah. of those, just a slight little yeah. bit. Um, but on the palate, it's, hmm. it's got a lovely mouthfeel. It does have a little bit of a drop in the center of the palate, but the yeah. front and the sides uh, are are real solid. Yeah. Uh Wayne was spot on with that. Yeah. it's got a mid yeah, palate. It's almost like yeah, a donut. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a little yeah.
3: hole right in the middle, but yeah. it's still it's still I mean, working its, still, its, it's way still through. a very
0: nice wine. It's where just it, it's go. just not that that solid. It, it's uh, you know, the the tongue coating It's just that little bit of mid palate where mm-hmm. it, it sort of dips down a little bit, but Which uh, gives you a little than nice than that,
2: surprise on the finish because other than that, it really you nice. think it's going away and then oh, you get a finish.
0: Oh no, it's got it's got a very nice finish. It definitely sticks with you. So uh yeah, this is this is this is definitely a wine to be uh, to be reckoned with. What do you think, Denise? I liked it. I liked it a lot.
2: Um, I I do wish that it had that mid palate something there um, because you know you get it in the front and it's great. And like I said, you miss the mid palate and think up oh, that's it. It's one and done. But uh, you get a nice little finish. So it sure would be nice if it were just really mm. well rounded in that way. But it's otherwise. Very nice, and I enjoyed it.
3: Well, we have identified the bottle as a 2010, correct? Oh. Okay. So that might have something to do with it. If we think about it, it's been aged for five years before it was released. Mm-hmm. And then we've got another, it's a, nine, nine? it's a nine-year-old bottle of yeah. wine. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's you know, definitely got a couple extra years over the yeah. reserve. Reserva that we had. Uh, so again, different vintage, a couple year, more years of bottle age. Yeah, I think that that right there, the 2010, that's your problem. You know mm-hmm. why? Bring us some fresh wine. No more of this old stuff.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. No more of that. I'm old with Steve. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bring me the fresh stuff. I mean, <laughs> oh my God, there's snails on her plate too. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no.
1: So what did you think, more? Rich Corinthian leather. I'm gonna I'm gonna echo what everybody else has said. I, I thought it oh, was. Oh, so then we skip you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Just call me Justin. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. So say so it to dude. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, I, I really thought it was well-made. I thought it was very uh, comparable to the uh, Reserva, but again, it, it had some subtle differences. Uh, the addition of the anise and licorice flavors and then a the little bit of dropout in the mid-palate Uh so similar but different. Again, it's got a beautiful deep, deep red color. I love the color, although you can't drink color. Uh, but uh, I thought it was a nice effort. Unlike you, I don't see color. But I'm just
0: more evolved. What can I tell you? He Lucky can you. hear color. No, I'm just colorblind. I can't <laughs> see color. <And> like, <laughs> he can that's, hear that's color? color. Don't last yeah, in in me out in the army. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. A lovely wine, definitely a lovely wine. So, we're going to be giving the uh, La Rioja Grand Reserva, two thousand and ten. Three sips.
2: Interesting. The threes are in for the win today, huh?
0: I liked it better when we did individual scoring, but I'm just okay.
2: We've been outvoted.
0: Yeah, no. That's how it goes. You got to go to the. You got to go the averages. Mm -hmm. So. All right, so we're going to be going on to our next wine, and we're going to have uh, Denise tell us about that
2: one. Oh, okay, here we go. So the next wine is the uh, Vina Lenciano Rioja Reserva, 2012. Named in homage to the vineyard from which now it originates, it. Vina Lanciano is cultivated from vines that are more than 30 years of age, 85% Tempranillo, 10% Graziano, and 5% Mazuelo. The wine is aged for a total of 36 months, 18 months in oak, combined twelve months in French oak and six months in Russian oak, and eighteen months of aging in the bottle prior to release. So cool. Right?
0: Russian oak. This is very sound, big. Yeah, Russian oak. Communist ooh, ooh. <laughs> mm.
2: Sorry I was tasting that again. So this one, I don't know, with the color. It's just as uh, deep and dark as the one prior, and it's beautiful, and I love uh, Wayne's little acronym abbreviation. CSB. For CSB. Can't see bottom, and no, you cannot. The nose on this, um, for me, I had a lot of the uh, dark black fruits. That tends to be uh, the direction I seem to be going today, and also on the nose for me, um, very... Little sweet, so a little bakery pastry kind of sweet for me. Um, and I also got, <laughs> here we go, maybe a little. Sometimes I'm not quite sure if it's floral or soapy or soapy floral sort of note, but sometimes when I nose it, that's what I think about like a little florally soap. And I got that. And I've got some mint. Anybody else here? Yes, yes. Yay for the mint, right?
1: More on the nose than the palate. Oh, definitely.
2: I can't say that I really got any mint on the palate. Um, I thought this palate was nice and soft and elegant, and uh, had a really great mouthfeel.
1: I agree with you, Denise. I think this wine is a little more feminine and a little more fruity than, say, the previous two, which were a little bit more earthy. Uh, I think this this is a different direction in terms of the in terms of the fruitiness and the elegance and, and finesse on the palate. What do you think, Wayne?
3: I think um, you've hit it on the head. What, I, what I've what i really enjoyed with all of the wines, including this one specifically, is uh, we've been sitting here talking for 40 minutes maybe or 35, 40 minutes, and they're still evolving. And one of my favorite things to do when drinking a wine, whether it be an old wine, California, New World, Old World, is I open it up and I make all my guests taste it immediately and then decant them or do whatever. And this one is still evolving, and I think mm. it's a, a fantastic wine. Um, the color is just spectacular. Yes. It is dark ruby red and just um, just delicious. I'm bordering th- on inky. It's <laughs> it's, it it is, is almost inky. It's probably turning my teeth purple. Um, but I think uh, with a big hearty meal, I think this is this is your way to go. Some black... Uh, peppercorn steak would be nice with it I think I agree Let's you know Bobby it.
0: did uh, we order anything are for the steaks coming me. Breakfast? Me too. I don't know did you order them
2: that was your job. I mean, no, yeah, right. I'm waiting on you. I'm sorry. So Carillo,
1: this is my job. It was. Yeah, no, I thought I agree with you, Wayne. And in fact, uh, one of my pet peeves is at the restaurants when you're doing a tasting menu, especially the servers want to cre- quickly grab away the wines from as soon as the they pour the next. And I tend to try to keep all of them because they all tend to evolve through the evening. Yes. And uh, it's really fun to go back to some of the earlier wines and see how much they've changed. Even some of the whites, some of the big uh, Burgundian whites will definitely evolve over the course of a couple-hour meal.
0: Absolutely. Right. Of course, you're awesome. also an alcoholic, so when they try to take your glass away, you get hostile.
1: Correct. Well, so,
0: but yeah, that goes without saying. To yeah, him, t- well. Don't touch the glass. Yeah, just leave the glass, Sparky. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. If there's, you know, Is there something still in it? Yeah, I'm not done. So... <laughs>
2: But it's nice to go back and revisit them and and really see how they've opened up. And I mean, and even with the show, you could change your notes completely. Mm. Oh, we've done that. And I've done that so many times. My original notes, and I'm tasting it as we start and think, oh, nope, I gotta.
1: Well,
0: and when we do the whiskey shows, we do that quite often. And and whiskey will change with, with oxygen, but not nearly to the extent that wine will. Sure so we do that with whiskey imagine how often we're going to do that with wine you know that's you know every one of these is changing and every one of these you know so far is changing for the better um they were good when they came out but they seem to be improving even more so we'll be back hey and we're back and we are still talking about some lovely Rioja wines from bodegaslan in spain and from rioja um we are Currently talking about the uh, 2012 anciano Rioja Reserva. Oh, that's um, a mouthful. Yeah, I actually got it out. You know. <laughs> that was good. Well, that just rolled right off your <laughs> After tongue, four Bob. Four bottles of, of wine. Yeah, I've been drinking. Yeah, <laughs> all my foreign languages get better. I start talking in tongues the more I drink. Okay. Um, so uh, everybody's going around the room. It's back up to me now. So yeah, the the, the color on this thing is. Again, as as we're going, we started the crianza, the rioja, the reserve, the grand. We're working our way up, and the color on this thing is—I mean, light doesn't penetrate. I mean, this is this is absolutely magnificent. Like you said, can't see the bottom. Um, going to the dark just, just side, got Bob. That, but going you, to the
2: dark side.
0: Well, when you hold it up, you you get that that inky, you get that inkiness, but you get that lovely corona. Of just beautiful ruby and garnet around the edge. So it's not, you know, it's dark, it's but it's it's not dark. It's wow, that was a ten dollar yeah. word. Wow. Yeah, it's not brown dark, it's it's just gorgeous. So the color on this is really, really nice. Um it's got some great body to it. Um, I definitely am getting the mint on the nose. I definitely get the sweetness on the tip. Um Yeah, just on the tip of the nose. Um, And then on the palate, hold on. God, I love this job. Mm. Yeah, it's got a really nice mouthfeel to it. It's got a really great body. Great mouth coating feel to it. There's no drop off on this. There's no hole on the palate. Picked up
1: a little sweetness in the glass. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's it was getting sweeter as it's
0: sitting here. When we poured it, oh yeah, when we poured it, it was it was bone dry. And it's it. I'm getting the sweetness in the center of the palate. The other one had had sort of that dip in the palate. This one's more like a lump and like a hump. The sweetness is coming to the front. Um,
2: a
3: lump. Yeah, a this, hump, would a be, bump.
0: this would be this would be you know a nice <laughs> something good. This would a nice prime rib. <laughs> Damn, where's the steak? You yeah. didn't bring any steak. I thought we ordered that already. Yeah. Well, this I is, think
2: that maybe
0: Uber Eats. Uber They're Eats? on their way. <laughs> <I> do, Uber <laughs> did. So say
2: that? <laughs> yeah, at the this gate. one. Let's this one. Uh,
0: this one's really hitting it. This one's hitting it on all cylinders. And this is the one from their signature vineyard. This is this is their own vineyard that they own. Um, again, all natural practices, they don't use any chemicals, no, no chemical fertilizers, no fungicides, no nothing. You know, 100% sustainable agriculture, that's which nice to know, know. seems and to be- to be. And that's across the board, right? Yeah, With all of yeah. them. Yeah, that's, and, and even the, and the people, you know, all the other vineyards as well, you know, that's that's how they do it. And it seems like everybody seems to be going that way these days. They only use, everybody only seems to use chemicals or anything when absolutely necessary. Yeah.
2: Everybody's looking at that though. I mean, if you everybody. make your
0: living growing grapes, you make your living from the land, you you start to develop a very healthy respect for it. And and most of the people that I've ever talked to, you know, they've they've more and more and more the respect that they're getting for the land is taking them away from the old way of doing things and taking them back to the old, old way of doing things. And I think the wines are getting better as a result. I I think this one's excellent. And uh, we're gonna be giving this one uh, three sips.
2: Interesting.
3: Interesting
0: interesting it's also interesting that we board.
2: rate it and then early on yeah. and then it opens up and I and I can't help but wonder if we went back and rated them again if if our ratings were well change. i
1: think what we're seeing is a phenomenon we see in a lot of things and i see it at work and that is everything is migrating to the center in this case all threes but it's really not all threes because we've got maybe a 4 maybe a 2 mm. maybe a 3 we've got a lot of diversity among us and when you do an average, everything seems to average to a three. We've had some that were pure threes, some that were pure twos, and but I, as we are all sitting here as supposed professional
3: drinkers um, you know we are also rating these as to what they really are mm-hmm. this crianza is completely different than a oh, gran reserva and a reserva yeah. so i've rated mine based on what we're yeah. drinking so right.
0: and that's the thing it's it's what's in the glass right. it's what's not what's it's not what's in the glass to next else. to the glass it's what's in that glass sure and, no, 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 I agree. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just simply saying that it's not that oh, yeah. they're yeah, all three. They're all Yeah, when you average, different. you know, some are leaning more towards one way and some are leaning more towards another way. And also, these have changed significantly since we first did the ratings. I mean, if I redid mine now, I'd definitely be moving it up because uh, this one has really taken just a really lovely turn.
1: But Wayne points out something interesting. We could conceivably spend four hours doing this tasting. Oh, yeah. And, and look at the evolution of these yeah. wines. And there's no perfect way. Yeah. We could drink them right out of the bottle and we'd have one rating. And you can't, we could, yeah, we can you can't, them three you can't hours do, in what are you going to do? You're gonna, a going to score
0: in the first hour and the second hour. And what's your score for the third, you know, mm. for 90 minutes? And what's your score for 120 minutes? Yeah.
1: The point is there's yeah. no perfect time at which to drink them.
0: Well, it just shows that scores aren't really the, they're not the determining factor. I'm sure that somebody at Wine Spectator just probably called John Wick to have me killed. Um, But they're not the determining factor. It's what your palate likes. And honestly, it's more of what we're discussing about what we like about it than the number we assign to it. It's what's in the glass.
3: Very, very important for all the wine consumings, new peoples out there to to be able to go to tastings and to be able to pick up a bottle of wine. Because you probably… Don't know what's in this glass because yeah. you don't know what's in this glass. I mean, two of these wines are the first time I'm tasting them ever, and I've been doing this for only 26 years, um, mm-hmm. drinking and selling wine. Well, you started when you were two. I think your mother yeah. put it right. in a baby <laughs> bottle. Well, <laughs> this
0: much water and this much wine—that's the way it works. That's the way it, wo- the way it works. Use right. the rating as a guide. Don't use it as gospel. Use it to get you into the room, but don't make it all about the room. It's—it's, it's, you know, I've had plenty that were rated. Much lower. I've I've, I've had wines sitting next to each other where one was significantly rated higher than the other, and I really thought the one that was rated lower was a better wine, because your taste, you know, it's what you're tasting that day. It's what is hitting your palate that day, and it's also value too. That's the other thing. I mean, without doubt, you can right. throw money at a problem. You know, it's 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 like anything else. You know, you want a really fancy hot car, you throw a lot of money at, you can probably get one. You want, you know, you want a really good wine, you throw a lot of money, you can get one. Anybody can do that. It's finding the gems. Right. That's that's the fun part. So,
2: But I think that Wayne made a really good point with regard to doing wine tastings. I mean, even people who really don't have, you know, a very seasoned or experienced palate shouldn't be intimidated by their local oh, wine no, tastings no. or yeah. restaurants that do pairings. It is just a great way to learn about mm. wine. Um, and some of them are, are really fairly priced. I mean, they're not really expensive. Naturally, you can do some very high-end tastings. But when people think they like wine or they or they know they like wine but they just don't know what wine they like Mm. it's just a great way to just jump in and learn about it and learn what you like
3: i always tell my my newbies to to check out the newspaper check out the the radio station check out and find out where the tastings are because that's the way to do it if you have to pay thirty dollars fifty dollars and to be able to taste 15 different wines
0: what would that cost you if you had that that's that's the fun part that's the best part about wine it's the voyage you Mm. know it's 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 the learning. It's one of the few things we're learning is the fun part. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, great. I remember. I remember in college when I was in engineering school learning thermodynamics. That was like murder. Uh, it was not fun. But uh, you know, learning wine, even the bad ones. Uh, you know what? It's still pretty fun. Sure. So, <laughs> you know, and 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 like Wayne said, you know, don't be intimidated. Right. Just, you know, go in and try them all. That's how you That's how you develop your palate. One, to learn more about the wines and to learn to be able to judge good ones from bad ones, but also to learn your palate. Because what you like is not what the guy next to you likes and the guy across the hall from you likes. That Everybody's is the palate is different. Best thing ever said. And your palate is different from one day to the next day. And, you know, I've been drinking wine for, you know, 30 years of my life. And, and people say, what what's your favorite wine? I don't have one. And I find my taste in wine go in waves of, you know, sometimes three or six months or sometimes a year for a period of time. All I want is, oh, I want a really bold, just grab you by the scruff of the neck and shake the heck out of you Shiraz from Australia. Something that grabs you by the neck and yells at you in Aussie voice, I'm a wine, you know? And then I'm completely done with that. And then I'm, I'm looking for just that beautiful, soft, round, feminine burgundy. And that's all I want. And then I'm done with that. And then I'm looking for the next thing, you know. And it's just, you know. And then all of a sudden, what do you want? Oh, I, I I'm looking for a Syrah, and then nice Petite Syrah. Yeah. Your, your taste so will, variety
2: really is your the taste will evolve life, and your ah, taste really will change. Is.
0: You know, it's, it's 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 you know that that's the fun part about wine is it's 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 it's, it's a journey. It's not again. Sure, you can be one of those schmucks that shows up who just hit the lottery and throws a big wad of money down and says, "Build me a big cellar full of fancy stuff I can show my idiot friends." That's no fun. I mean, sure, it's fun for us. We drink the heck out of what they buy because they wouldn't know the difference. But finding the stuff that you like is that's the fun part. It's you know, it's like being Mel Fisher and finding the gold treasure. I mean, that's that's the fun part. Going through all the wines and finding that one that just really sings to you. And so. it
3: doesn't have to be a hundred and fifty dollar bottle. Absolutely
0: wine. not. No. I right. used to sell yeah.
3: eight thousand different wines, and my favorite thing to do was to find a good one. Yeah, under fifteen dollars. That's it. That's it. Yep. When you wow, find yeah. When you they find exist. that fifteen dollar
0: wine that drinks like a fifty dollar wine, it's like you're like Mel Fisher. It's like you just found the pirate ship full of gold, mm-hmm. and you just pray that some writer doesn't pick up on it and publicize the heck out of it <laughs> because then all of a sudden it gets ruined and the price goes up three times. Yep. And how many times have you? How many times have you? Found a wine that you loved and then all of a sudden boom it gets rated by three it's or four high-rating. people the quality goes in the tank the the price goes up and you're like ah but then again it's fun because now you're off that one and now you've got to go try and find the new one so ever that. evolving that's it so okay we've got one more
1: wine left and we're gonna have Maury tell us about that one thank you bob the last wine is the Lon coleman reserva 2010. Culmin is only made during vintages that are deemed of outstanding quality. It is made from 85% Tempranillo and 15% Graciano grapes, hand harvested from 40 to 60 year old vines planted in their Pago El Rincon plot located within the Viña Lanciano estate. The grapes are hand-selected in two sorting tables. The grapes are then fermented in small temperature-controlled stainless steel tanks at a high temperature to obtain maximum aromatic extraction. Malolactic fermentation took place in new 225-liter French oak barriques from the Tronquet and Jupille forests. The wine was aged for 24 months in barrel, followed by 20 months of rounding out in the bottle. So this is sort of one of their flagships, and as they say, uh, only made in uh, outstanding vintages, not made every year. Uh, Even the packaging is really upgraded. It was a thick, heavy. Oh yeah, it it feels like a magnum. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's a big, heavy bottle. Uh, The color is just deep and dark and brooding and inky. It's just it's just thick. It's thick. Yeah, you definitely cannot see the bottom. Um, and uh, the nose is is really really interesting it's got layers and layers Um, this is really just everything we've been talking about amped up Um, you know some red ripe fruit some black fruit you even get a little hint of the anise and licorice on the nose you definitely get a little bit of spice and oak and earth earthiness. Uh, it's really, really interesting and complex nose. On the palate, uh, it's got a beautiful mouthfeel. It's just coating and luscious. Again, layers and layers of fruit and uh, it really just just bathes your palate. Has a very long and persistent finish. It's really evolved nicely. Again, it was very closed when it first came out of the bottle. Uh, Definitely benefited from some air. Yeah, these last two really needed the time out. Yeah, and I find that with Riojas in general, they definitely need a little bit more air than some of the other wines. Uh, It'd be fun to watch this thing over the next three to four hours. Uh, But really, a very, very nice wine. I've really enjoyed this. This is really my favorite of the flight uh, today. So thank you for bringing it, Bob. Yeah, that's, this one didn't come with the uh, the samples that we received. And I wanted to round
0: it out and get a few more so we'd fill in the whole hour. Oh, I'm so glad you did. And,
2: uh, <laughs> Cheers. We're,
0: we're lucky that a, God for apparently you. wine is, is popular in Florida because a lot of states you can't, you know, it's harder to find. And uh, I, I had to go to, uh, I had to drive up to uh, meet a client in Boca and they had this at nice. a store in Boca and went in and picked it up uh, Friday. So went in, they had two bottles there. I'm like, yay, hooray.
3: This will be nice. So, Murray, you mentioned a word that wasn't mentioned in the previous four wines, and that's malolactic fermentation. Hmm. You want to... Yeah tell our guests what that is about maybe a little bit for those who don't well
1: know. interesting uh yeah malolactic fermentation uh, it's interesting that they mention it here we don't know whether or not the others underwent the malolactic fermentation um it tends i'm most familiar with it in white wines in terms of producing that sort of butteriness um and from the lactic acid uh i Probably would defer to you In terms of some of the science Of malolactic fermentation But it, it is a secondary type of fermentation That occurs It's a secondary
3: fermentation That takes the, the acids the, the high acids that or like grapefruit, or lemon, or lime, and turns them into butter acids. Yeah. The the Instead so, of yeast, it's
0: it's it's it's, it's bacteria a that changes it from reg, uh, was it from regular acid to lactic acid. Lactic right? acid,
3: yep. and it's it's the butter effect. If you've yeah. ever had milk or cream, you'd understand the difference between skim milk and and whole milk and half and half. Mm. That's what is going on there. So it's got a little bit longer, a little bit fattier or flabbier, mm. if you will. Like I say, I'm not mm. chubby. I'm just really tasty. Yeah.
0: Just <laughs> I like that. thick. Oh, thick. you're malolactically I'm round. Malolactically oh my! Round. Goodness. Oh, there you go.
2: Is it too, early for, men.
0: Is <laughs> it too
3: <laughs>
2: early for that? it too
3: early for that? Drinking wine. It's not. So, too what early. do you think, Denise?
2: Uh, I really like this wine. It's my favorite. Um, can somebody help me with the the nose? I don't know if it's just uh, the earthy mineral notes. I get a little. At first, I said tobacco, but honestly, it's a little. I hate to say it because it's not in a bad way, but a little ashtray. Mm. But not in a bad way. Yeah. Just in an interesting
0: when, you know what I'm way. getting? I'm getting I'm getting the cigar box.
2: Maybe that's mm-hmm. okay. I
1: needed
3: that, I'm help
0: getting with that.
2: that. Thank you, Cigar, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that tobaccoy wood. Yeah. Men at the table. But it has
3: to be a burning. It's
0: gotta have some yes. ash in it.
2: That's yeah. that's it. A little ash
0: yeah this one is absolutely but bokeh. i love it yeah this one this this one this was worth the drive i made mm-hmm. next time i go to go back to boca if they have another one i might have to pick another one
1: of these what do you it. think of it wayne i love this
3: one um i picked this one out as my favorite from the beginning it's an interesting only made
0: in the best of years yep beautiful so we're going to be giving this one four sips
2: yay that's classified
0: All right, well, that's all the time we have today. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode, and you catch all of our episodes where you found this one, as well as on Terrestrial and Satellite Radio, and online at iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CBS Radio, radio Radio.com, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, Google, or whoever the woman is that talks back to you, play podcasts, sips, suds, and smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at Sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sipsuds Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. And you'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. You can also check us out on Instagram at Sipsudsandsmokes or at MadeBandBob. Do us a favor and please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to it online. It's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us today. Thank you, Maury.
1: Thank you, Bob. It's a pleasure being here. Go España. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Denise.
2: Thank you, gentlemen, and cheers. And
0: cheers. thank you, Wayne.
2: Thank you for having me. Thank All you right. for being here.
0: We're Sip, Suds, and Smokes. This is Made Man Bob, and we thank you for joining us. And Remember, life is too short to drink bad wine.
2: Isn't that the truth? Isn't
0: that true?
1: Yeah, well... You know, that's just like uh Bring in the flamenco opinion, dancers. <laughs>
3: <Man>. <laughs> we need some ham.
2: <laughs> Serrano ham. There yes, Wayne. Is breakfast here yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true.
0: I love this job. Doesn't suck.